0: Hello, I'm Sasha, and you're listening to Sasha's Political Hypothesis. This week, we are going to be discussing votes at 16 in the UK. Votes have been set in the UK since the 1970s, after the suffrage had been widened to 18 year olds, both women and men, and it has clearly stayed this way for a reason. However, it can be argued that politics has evolved so much since then, meaning that the input of the younger demographic would actually be useful to the evolution of UK politics. At the age of 16 and 17, however, young people lack the experience and are heavily influenced by adults that they are surrounded by, like teachers or parents, and therefore it could be argued that actually widening the suffrage to under 18 voters could threaten democracy as they have not formed their individual personal political beliefs yet. If we look at it from another angle, however, it could be seen that introducing votes to 16-year-olds would bring the issues of the youth to the government's attention and actually increase their political representation, which in turn would strengthen the UK's democracy. Additionally, young people are affected daily by government regulation on things such as education, their healthcare, taxation perhaps, and they are allowed to serve in the military. If we consider all those privileges that under-18s are given, should they not be given a right of a voice and a right to speak up on their government? To combat this argument, however, social scientist Matthew Clayton says that 16 and 17 year olds would not be competent voters because, quote, research in neuroscience suggests, that the brain, specifically the prefrontal cortex, is still undergoing major reconstruction and development during the teenage years." End quote. However, although they might not have fully matured yet, the age of consent in the UK is still 16. This means that they can still become parents, they can work full-time, learn to drive, and serve in the military, and give consent to medical procedures, Yet, they're considered too immature to know who represents their interests in the government. However, it is worth noting that while you can indeed join the armed forces and get married at 16, you may only do so with parental consent. And if you were to join the armed forces at 16, you would spend your first two years at military, in training and and at an army college. You're not actually legally allowed to be deployed to a battlefield until you turn 18. So this argument has been shut down. If we look at it from a more global perspective, comparatively to the UK, other parts of the world are actually widening their suffrage and their franchise to under-18s. So why shouldn't the UK? Why is the UK what we call an exception or an anomaly to these other countries? For example, Austria lowered the voting age to 16 in 2007. In Scotland, 16-year-olds voted in the Scottish parliamentary elections and the local government elections in which the turnout was extremely high at 86%, as well as the Scottish Scottish independence referendum. And as of November 27th, 2019, allowed to vote in the Welsh Assembly. However, although the countries I had mentioned earlier have almost set a precedent for the UK to follow through with, the 18 to 24 year olds in the 2019 most recent general election on the 12th of December held by Boris Johnson accounted for only 23% of the votes. For decades, a vicious cycle has been in motion where young people do not turn out to vote in large numbers. So, politicians may not prioritise their needs when crafting their manifestos, and as a result, youth disillusionment within politics grows. Furthermore, their manifestos and mandates that they carry out would not be proportionate to what the youth believes, as they do not turn up to vote in the general election when given a chance. In contrary to this, for the 2017 general election, before this one, the youth turnout was the highest it had ever been in 25 years. And this suggests there is growing engagement and growing participation in the under 18s or in the youth, which would suggest that there would be more participation in the under 18s. The 25 to 34 and the 35 to 44 year old age group, had become in line with the 18 to 24 year age group when there was a 64% chance of voters. This ended the two decades of disproportionately low turnout against young voters. This demographic reshaping the British electorate system could have a profound impact on the way UK politics works and the UK parties think about the younger voters when they draw up their policies. Conservatives, however, for some reason, have always rejected votes at 16. It can be inferred this is the case because we know that the young people are far more inclined to vote for Labour due to claims in their manifestos for free education, free health care, and we also have to take in consideration the sleaze or political scandals that include the conservatives that would actually weaken their chances of winning in party some pressure groups for example the electorate reform society was a founding member of the votes at 16 pressure group the snp the labor party the lib dems and the greens all support votes at 16. this suggests that Although the youth may be completely uneducated in politics, there is not much difference between a 17-year-old and an 18-year-old informing their political beliefs. And although the turnout has been low in past decades, we see a trend, a hopeful trend, where it will increase. And this is something that proves that votes at 16 should be allowed and the franchise should be widened because many countries are doing so. And especially a good example is in Scotland where the vote has been extended and the turnout was extremely high. Thank you for listening.